today, you're listening to the Tag and Brando podcast. Or maybe you're going to be listening to this over a couple of days. Because sometimes your commute's not very long. And you're like, oh, I already got to work. I'll hit pause. And then you're going to be kind of doing your thing. Maybe on like a bathroom break or like a lunch break. You'll kind of jump back in. And then you'll forget about it because like somebody gives you a call on your ride home. And then the next day you get in your car and you're like, oh, yeah, I got to listen to those guys. So it might be day two for you <laughs> later on so so hard to thank you for in one sitting th- thanks for sticking with it we appreciate it well, this is the tag of brando podcast for those that don't like to read the name of their podcast or we're on some kind of playlist and you're right. just kind of you know oh this is it but if we're on your playlist you probably know what we do here for those that don't uh, and maybe just like got hooked on our game last week because it was super fun. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, you, you are listening to, to Brandon now and Taggart now. 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 Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we just like to, to talk to each other and. Uh, Invite you guys to listen in. Yeah, kind of just down. get some, get some, get some good insight. Get some conversations rolling in your own life. Maybe bring your questions of the day to us so we can hear them. Oh, we'd and love that. Yeah, we'd love just to talk about ta- what you want to talk about. That's right, because so far we've just talked about what we want to talk about. Mostly, and- we've had a few. <laughs> An entry or two, yeah. We uh, Mm -hmm. we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then we do want to talk about that. So, you know what? It kind of comes full circle. So, uh, we're going to do that in three segments. Uh, Question of the day, just to kind of get those um, brain-firing neurons going Mm -hmm. and uh, reaching back into the hippocampus for some triggered memories. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, then I'm trying to think of where short, short-term memory is stored. In your back pocket. <laughs> Maybe in your back pocket for the new. Uh, something the new. not as far back, but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tagger, how how you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it takes about three minutes to introduce this show for some reason. You know what? But, we need a good three-minute three, three minute intro. Yeah. People got to know what we're about. And if and please let us know if suffering through the intro is terrible. We'll shorten it for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I Brando, only make it through the first two minutes and 50 seconds. Well, exactly. yeah, we need to fix that. Mm-hmm. Well, if they only make it through the f- first two minutes and some odd, then they wouldn't hear this. That's like the worst part about a lot oh, of these things. Oh, you're right. It's like it's like when you get this lecture from your teachers about being late, but they do it at the beginning of class as opposed to the end of class. Right. And so it's like <laughs> it's like. Well, everybody who is on time is being berated for no reason, and then the bums that trickle in later are, you know, 
not getting reprimanded as they should. Right. So, uh, we'll we'll touch. We'll, we'll maybe we'll we'll slot something in at the very beginning. Oh, if excellent. We care about editing at all? Like <laughs> anyway. Uh, but you're doing good. I'm doing good. It's yeah. it's been been some good uh, podcasts. Uh, like I said, if you haven't been a privy to our game series, uh, Tiger's got a playlist for that. Uh, yeah, and out on SoundCloud. If you go out there, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. And you can just you can just jump around and test your knowledge with us on a very wide variety of subjects. Right. Anything from what the Christmas traditions are from other countries to uh, how to become an American citizen and our latest one, uh, what the FDA considers contaminated food. <laughs> but so yes. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this um, just since kind of we're bringing it up. Uh, I I listened back to our uh, quiz on citizenship, U.S. citizenship, right? Uh huh. And we took it at work, and people at work scored very poorly, which was <laughs> interesting. Um, interesting. But how long ago was that that we did that? That was. That was last year, January, right after the whole thing with uh, the Capitol. Oh, (laughs) right. Yeah. Uh, But we kind of brought it up and semi-challenged ourselves to pick another country and do theirs. Oh, uh uh-huh. So if you in the listening world out there have uh, a website that we can visit that is similar to... Um, the citizenship test where, you know, we, we can look at the questions and kind of go through, you know, a practice exam or something like that, uh, for your country, uh, let us know because we would be happy to see how much we know and how very, very much we don't know (laughs) about (laughs) any country out there. Um, and kind of just, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you know of any uh, country quizzes out there, let us uh, hit us up at email tagandbrando at gmail dot com, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of good stuff, and we'll make that uh, one of our awesome games. Yeah, man, nice. Embar- embarrass ourselves a little. I'm down for that. <laughs> I really hope it's like Haiti, and it's like, what is our Christmas tradition? And I'm like, oh my gosh, get some straw and some shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. That's what you need to know to be a citizen here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What is what is our Christmas tradition? That's that's all that we really care about. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. So. Our question of the day Mm -hmm. is, um, we're not going to, we're not talking favorites because we all know how you feel about favorites. Uh, how do I feel about favorites? (laughs) (laughs) They're not your favorite. (laughs) No, no, that's true. Right. I don't like, Mm -hmm. I don't like to go in and make those decisions. Mm -hmm. That's rough. Right. 
Uh, and it, favorites are so exclusion, exclusive, ex, like they're so excluding. Exclusionary. Everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just, they feel, people feel if it's a favorite, then that means that you dislike everything else. And it's like, no, nah, that's not yeah, true that's at not all. that's not exactly how it goes. Right, exactly. Uh, but this is, this is more of just a, a preference or a um, kind of just uh, a liking in general of, uh, for uh, for foods and beverages and, and the like. So you're probably familiar with how uh, certain, usually like um, a little bit more high-end products, I might say, uh, require that the product, the food product, be manufactured in certain regions in order to bear that specific name. For uh-huh. example, you have champagne, and it has to be from the champagne region of France, or else it's just sparkling wine. Or, yeah, right? Is that what it's called? Sparkling wine? Yeah. Right. I think, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> bad example for us, but uh, but yeah, some so so many things like that. There's there's a lot of cheeses out there that have to be made in the very specific region or city in order to bear that specific cheese's name. Right. Whereas you can still make similar things but they just get a generic thing like one that i'm familiar with is there's rockford cheese versus right generic blue cheese kind of a thing like if if i'm gonna offend anybody that's been like oh that's not the same thing at all blah 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 but you know like i've had like rockford cheese dressing and i've had blue cheese dressing in there pretty much right you know they're they're to the layman, they're on they're on par. Compatible, well, yeah. Comparable, yes. Mm-hmm. So my question is: Is there particular food or beverage that you prefer it from its original place over a more generic or kind of? Yep, I'll just grab whenever one looks good. Well, I said well very loud. I'm so sorry. Well, um, I have a couple things that I like region specific. Whether or not there are its place of origin, uh, that might not quite line up, but uh, <laughs> I one thing that I like way better than uh, stuff you can get here, well you can get this stuff here, but you gotta search for it. <laughs> this is a Korean ramen. Oh, okay. Versus, <laughs> versus whatever that lame top Top of ramen. Top ramen, right. Would, uh, <laughs> okay. Cup of noodles, boo. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> throw, throw in shade at the cup. Yeah. 
No, thank you. Have you seen? Have okay. Just a random thing about the cup of noodles. Have you seen the thi- the thing where if you take a cup of noodles and like cut it in half, like not even the noodles reach the bottom? Y- yes, I have seen this. Oh, hate that. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> they were lying to us about the cup. Um, yes. So yeah. So, but that's that's. I mean, part of that is because I lived there, and I was like, well, it is better. Uh, mm-hmm. Categorically, it's better. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, all right, all right. So I I I go for a Jin Ramyun, uh, which is a uh, hot but not like burn your face off hot mm-hmm. type of ramen, and it's. I mean, the noodles are higher quality, though it's the same thing, you know. Dried noodles, you throw them in, you boil them up, boom, 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 bang, bang, bang. It's in the same kind of oh, packaging. Okay. It's not different, except the it's higher quality stuff. Better noodles. Oh, so, so let me let me just back jump, up for a second. Jump in here. So, when I imagined, I guess, like, you getting ramen noodles in Korea, I'm thinking of, like, going to an establishment and, like, everything. You're talking about just packaged, dry, yeah. from the grocery store. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind. Of, this is an apples to apples. Like you go to the grocery store, you dry something, you grab a square of stuff and a little spice packet, yeah. and you boil your own water. So okay, here's the thing. Got it. Go out to your local Kroger store. Um, if you mm-hmm. don't have one, check your local grocery store to see if they got this stuff. But but there is a version called Shin Ramen. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is basically the same thing, though the gin ramen, I think, is a little better. But uh, you can go to Kroger today and buy <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. Not a sponsor. Shin, shin ramen. Ramen is how you say it in Korean. Ra- shin ramen. Go there, mm-hmm. you know, say, top ramen. What? Chicken flavor? I don't think so. I'm going to take this shin ramen. And you can take that home right now and try it out and let me know what you think. You don't even have to go to an Asian Mart to get that. Though you could go to an Asian Mart and get the other kind that I was talking about. If you go to an Asian Mart, get this, you can also try the sesame ramen, which is my wife's favorite. So, uh, I know with Shin, there's like the red and the black. Do you have a preference on red or black? I'd go with the red. Go with the red. Oh, okay. I'm not a Shin black man, though. It's not, I mean, there is some difference, but I would be pressed to tell you what that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's one thing that, uh, yeah, do Koreans invent ramen? No. Um, but in comparison to what we have here called ramen, yeah, that's better stuff, in my opinion. That's- that's a good point. Like, it doesn't necessarily... This isn't necessarily a place of origin. This could be, you know, just where you like to get it. You right. Know, sure. And everything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I hear you. Sure. Like, for, for instance, so uh, so my partner, she spent time in Poland. And uh-huh. for the longest time, writing letters back and forth, and, you know, ever since, and she hasn't, she hasn't been back or whatever, but I've heard of this... Like Polish cottage cheese is kind of the best way to describe it. Uh-huh. It's got obviously a Polish, 
name to it and everything, but um, but that was what she ate like every day. Really, <laughs> she was there. She just had cottage cheese kind of thing on bread, like they're you know a dark rye bread, Ooh. and that's what she ate like all the time. Nice, all the time. And that, you know, that was a meal for her and everything. But then since then, she hasn't been able to really find it, anything equivalent here in the States. Like it's not, it's not cottage cheese, even though it has that same kind of curds and Uh, whey aspect. It's kind Uh of like a, like a creamy, chunky kind of thing. But she's like, the yogurt's way better there. Sure. Cheese is way better there. And, um, and everything like that. And so, yeah, definitely for her, that was like a big, big thing is the, the, and like, I've, you know, I've looked at for it here and like every, you know, uh, Eastern European deli, like around there. And I'm like, do you have this? Like, and they're just like, oh, this is, I'm like, it's not that it's not that like, it's like really weird. I, we found it in like Vegas once. Really? Um, and everything, yeah, and and stuff like that. So crazy. It's it's yeah, it's very very difficult to find here in the U.S. Um, but uh, but yeah, I would say for me, um, one of the things that uh, that I really prefer, like from a specific. Well, I'm going to say this straight up. Just for no context, anything. I'm just gonna say Colorado Springs water for whatever <laughs> reason is flipping delicious. It is like it's very good. I, I like if if you're thinking of like, oh man, anytime I go to this one place, I just stock up on this. You know, like if I if I take a trip out to here, you know, I do this, or if I hit visit this place area, like I, I load up with Kinder eggs or right. whatever. Like, definitely when I go to Colorado, I would literally just bring home, bring back gallons of tap water. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the first thing I would do when I would get there is I fill up just a ordinary, just drinking glass, just straight from the tap and just chug that thing. And it was so freaking good. Nice. But, um, but, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, some other, some other stuff because like yeah when i'm at the grocery store i'm not really necessarily checking labels like right oh this this produce is you know from you know georgia or california or you know whatever you know right. like i'm not looking at the the stamps uh or anything well um let me ask let me ask you this mm-hmm. have you ever had a certain food item somewhere and then you know you you go home or whatever and you see that same food item on a menu and you say it was too good at that place like i can't even <laughs> i can't even eat it here like i don't even want to try it cuz i know it's not going to be as good as that you ever have that uh i will say this and, and you know a little bit of a theme here i guess with you know like obviously living in a different place and kind of being sure. exposed to different whatevers um so so poutine right uh, up in Can- up in canada is cheese curds and gravy over fries right right 
um, there was a, there was a place up in uh, northern Canada um, in Quebec City that uh, or Quebec, if you would, um, and you didn't take me to this was, place, right? No, we didn't go to Quebec City. We went to Montreal. Oh, you're right. We went, you're right. We went to we went to one of the best places in Montreal. Okay, uh, cool. And everything for poutine. So, like, I mean, we experienced it as best as best we could. But um, the this place, l'intuition, um, in like the intuition, it's very weird. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the name of the it, like the restaurant. It, it, yeah, the exactly. intuition. It so the big thing on their poutine that um, kind of is it was like the first the first time I've ever had it and stuff and there's like different sizes like um, like small medium and large Uh and and it's interesting to get food in that kind of. I mean, I guess it, it's like ordering fries, but you order fries with a bunch of crap on top of it. <laughs> right. So it's like, I'll get a large order of fries and double up on that extra crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, all this kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, just the, the gravy that they had and the cheese curds that they had and everything, like, I could, I could eat that all the time, any, anytime. But then, even around Canada, uh, I've had it several different places, and it's good, but it's just, I mean, just the gravy is never the same. Like, yeah. cheese curds are pretty similar. Those ones up there are super squeaky, like crazy squeaky, which is <laughs> kind of weird. And I literally almost threw up the first time I ate it because I didn't know what the white blobs were. Oh. I mean, I because nobody nobody told me, and I hadn't ever heard of it before, and all this kind of stuff, and so, um, but then it's just one of those things that you get like addicted to, and um, couple that with um, with spruce beer. Mm-hmm. You've experienced spruce beer. Uh-huh. But there is there is um, there is a place and a brand in Canada. That is just super potent, like super concentrated, <laughs> and um, and it was like it was like the the spruce beer that you've had, um, and it's basically just it tastes like carbonated pine salt, right? Like just right. You, like what is you, your experience with spruce beer? What would you say? To heat his own. but it's 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 really good but the first time you have it imagine having it for like a year and then having one so strong it's like having it again for the first time yeah like it's it's that and then there's one other thing and that is something that you can only get in one town in canada in alma uh, Quebec, and that is red champagne, which is a soda that tastes like I don't know, like kind of like licorice, like red okay. licorice kind of a thing. Uh huh. But um, that was one that like I I was in that uh, town for six months, and any time uh, I met up with other people from you know from our organization, 
they're like, you have to bring at least two bottles of this, or bring me that. Like, I was like a cur- I was a courier for this stuff, You're like, sure, and everything. Sure thing, yeah, exactly. I'll bring you your so, soda order. Exactly. So, definitely, those nice. things are very region specific. And if I went back, I would just load up on them right there. And um, I couldn't say, like the poutine is definitely something like I've had it here, I've had it other places, but it's just like no. It's it's not as good. But. Well, do, okay. So I ask you that because when we went to Australia again, uh-huh. not the first people to make this dish, but uh, we went to Australia <laughs> and we went mm-hmm. we went very close to the southern western tip of Australia, like the, where the coast mm-hmm. makes a sharp sharp right um <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm i looking at the map upside down and when you're so <laughs> like, i mean it's not quite right it kind of goes back up right. but you know what I mean. right 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 um we the, Tas- the tasmanian tip near tasmania exactly we were starving yeah. we stumbled into this little restaurant um uh, I don't know how to explain how big it was. No, I mean it was it's a decent sized restaurant, but it was not huge by any mm-hmm. means. And uh, we went in there and we were like, uh, "What do we want to get?" We got fish and chips, and I have uh-huh. not been able to eat another basket of fish and chips since. Oh, okay, because they were yeah. so mm-hmm. good. I, mm-hmm. I so I when I see it on the menu, I was like, "Oh, that sounds good," but not these ones. Those ones. <laughs> <laughs> those ones sound good. I can I definitely am not touching these, um, and it makes me super sad. <laughs> we, we well, mm-hmm. it was Go so good. Well, we ate it for lunch, and I think we went back for dinner and bought some to go because it was that good, and we weren't staying there past that day. Mm-hmm. And and see that's the thing is it could you know it, it doesn't have to be the original fish and chips right right because who knows what you know oil they used what their batter right. was kind of a thing but most importantly like you're in Australia which is freaking oh. ha- the exact opposite side of the world of England right so the fish like the actual fish that they're making it from. You know, it's more likely to be a uh, like a Australian fish, yeah, or at least than, a, an Australian breed, one that's more right. Um, you know, of the same type of fish. But I don't remember, right? I bet if I asked my wife, she would remember what kind of fish they mm-hmm. were. But right, no, then, and, then and, trucking it all the way back over. Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm standing in a restaurant. I could basically go outside, pick up a rock, and you know, on a good day throw it in the ocean like <laughs> on a good day where my shoulder isn't you know like ah that tweak I, I have mean, every once in a while I slept thinking, on it wrong I'm just thinking about the terrain like we weren't like, right there but we were pretty dang close <laughs> right <laughs> maybe a little bit of an over exaggeration but right. I mean we drove down the highway that was overlooking the mm-hmm. the you know the ocean so like we were right there mm-hmm yeah, I'm trying to think. Is like, because um, yeah, I mean, like we we've done stuff like 
eating just local whatever, like, you know, local crawdads or crab from from a place and, and everything. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's... Uh, okay. Uh, this, this is something that I... It's not more of like you. It's like, oh man, like if they made this anywhere else, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same. There's just something. If they made it anywhere else, it just wouldn't make any friggin' sense. <laughs> and that, and that is water ice. Oh, water ice. <laughs> for those that have never <laughs> heard it before, um, is uh, it's a. I don't even want to call it a dessert. It's a it's a treat. It's we'll an call after it. meal something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it it is a it is a it is a it is a cold treat um out in the East Coast, mostly in like Jersey, maybe um in like Philadelphia and stuff. But um it's it's akin to like a slurpy, slushy right. kind of kind of world where it's partially frozen and very syrupy and stuff, but it's it's more if I if I'm remembering it as correctly as I should be, it's more like little teeny tiny little pellets of ice rather than like partially frozen ice crystals as like you know like a slurping machine is basically it's basically an ice cream machine. It basically is freezing it and mixing the ice crystals back into the mixture. Right. 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 Whereas this is like, it's like a diluted snow cone. For lack of uh-huh. like, it's like you get these tiny little pellets of ice and then they mix in like syrup mixed with water already. So you get this like, it's a unique consistency and everything. But the thing about it is I grew up, visiting Jersey in the summer and we would often get water ice and I would never pay for it. I was a child. <laughs> so I would just, the main concern I had was what flavor to get. Right. And so I would pick a flavor of water ice and then, you know, whatever, whatever. And then it was literally not until like fairly recently, like I want to say like five years ago, I saw a picture of somebody standing outside of uh, like you know, a place that sells water ice, and literally the sign that they have just says "water ice," and it never occurred to me <laughs> <laughs> that that is what it is. That is what people are saying when they want to order it. They're saying, "Hey, give me a raspberry water ice," right. and it's like. That makes no sense anywhere. But this weird <laughs> accent that you put on it, in my mind, gives it a new meaning. It's like, you know, it's water a ice. New word, yeah. Right. Right. It's like saying something like American cheese means a certain type of cheese. But if you really think about it, it's like cheese from America. There's tons of cheese from America. <laughs> like, right. You know, but it's just, you know, it's like, oh, no, it's like these two words, when they go together quickly like that, it means something specific. But, like, you can't go there and you can't order a water ice. They won't understand you. <laughs> right. Well, the, just the, also yeah. the, like, the paradox of that name. It's like, yes. You know, you can't have two things, not really, 
uh, in different states of being that are the same thing together. Well, it's like dry ice. Like dry. It's right. like yeah. It's it's very weird because it's very generic. Because it's like oh, I want water ice. It's like I want water ice. You mean ice? You mean ice or you want ice as water? Opposed, yeah, ice water. Yeah, if you say it the other way around, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's completely, it's completely you, different. You just want ice in water, and you're like, nah. Yeah, I want with a lot of with a water, a <laughs> little bit of ice, some flavor, flavor, some exactly, pur- some purple. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely. Um, That's funny. Definitely that, and so uh, I try to think if oh. And, and another, I guess there is one other thing. Uh, like you said, this is, this is probably a better answer to your, uh, Australian, um, fish and chips. Oh, okay. Uh, soft pretzels purchased from somebody on the side of the highway in Delaware. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. (laughs) There is nothing that will compare. In and in, in the pretzel world, to those soft pretzels, and it's again something that could not be replicated because who knows who this person is? That's just Hawkins, <laughs> literally, literally, where you just go and he's there at the corner, and you're like, "Yo, three! He runs over and you give him a handful of dollars, and he gives you a couple of brown paper bags and you know some of those little packets of mustard mm-hmm. and. And that's it. And they are just so freaking good. Oh, you are a jerk. Now <laughs> I really want a delicious soft pretzel. Right, but that's the thing is I don't know where to get one. No, they're like, hard I've to tried, find really good ones. I've tried soft pretzels, and you know, like they got the ones in the mall and all that kind of different stuff yeah, and whatever. Auntie but it, and Wetzel's pretzels. Come on, but these were just so. Big and so good, uh, and, and there was just ooh. yeah, there was just so much dough in the like in the middle yes. and everything. Um, yeah, like big fair pretzels. <laughs> just like, why yeah. can't there always be a fair here so I could get a delicious oh, pretzel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, How, yeah, where where do you fall on the? Uh, 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 liking spectrum for a honeydew melon. I'm not a big melon person. I'll tell you that. Um, I hear you. I'm I'm a I'm a all about watermelon, and that's kind of where I end. So not not the biggest fan of honeydew. Where where have you had honeydew? Ooh, I don't know. Any random like fruit yep. salad? There's your kind of oh oh a fruit <laughs> salad bowl. No, like I, no. I, I don't like I don't like honeydew enough to go to purchase a honeydew and crack it open and Fair. you know stuff like that. So Fair. I, mm-hmm. I will, I will implore you sometime in your life, which if you don't like honeydew, then this might not ever happen. <laughs> you need to go to again. This is a Korea thing. Go, oh, okay. go to Korea and have a honeydew melon. They're, they're ridiculously good. Okay. Any honeydew that you get here uh, or that I've ever bought in the States pales in comparison. It's like they're not flavorful. They're 
they're pale. They're not very big, so they're they get hard really quick. So there's not a lot of meat to eat off of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like they have honeydew ice cream and all the different types of honeydew. What's them call it's there because honeydews are big. There, they're delicious, and people love them because they actually grow well and thrive there. So. Uh, that was one thing I thought of too. Nice. No, that's, that's a perfect example. It's basically like, you know, either the technique or the soil or the raw ingredients or the climate or whatever, just like certain things do happen better in certain parts of the world. Right. And that's again, why these, you know, cheeses and whatever's have like, you know, their, their namesake, because it's like, oh, you're not going to get the bacteria that you need, or you're not going to get the ideal, you know, curing temperatures and whatever, whatever. So, but, uh, those ideal curing temperatures. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm sure. And there's a, there's probably like, and this is thing, there's a million different things out there. And it's all, you know, but please let us know, you know, and if you just, if you want to send us any of these delicious, Oh my gosh. Yes, please. You know, please drop us a line. Do. We will give you some, some place to mail things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Signing up for PO box now. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what, what are we doing with our memories today? Boom. You've been triggered. Um, Ow. <laughs> I'm gonna make a new little uh, song Jingle. right there. Boom! You've been triggered. Memory. Boom! Boom! Um, want to talk cliff diving? Cliff diving uh, stories. You've been you've been to the old cliffs and jump off and said, "Why did I do that? Have you done that?" I have, and yes, why did I do that is a very good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cliff cliff jumping is an interesting notion of yeah, like like whether it's like off a off of a large diving board or a uh, actual cliff or boulder or something or bridge, you know, any kind of thing into water. There's there's just a lot of Things that go into it when it really is just jumping into water, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like, but it's like a if, lot if of you're off a real cliff. You're like, will I die here? Yeah, like cliff cliff jumping. Of all those examples, is arguably the 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 worst because you often are not on some kind of large overhang, right? <laughs> you know. Oh so, yeah, you got to clear some air, clear some space between you and the cliff, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then and then it's also not like necess- depending on where you go, not necessarily the easiest place to get out of the water. Right. You know. But um so the the cliff jumping that I did the most um so there was uh, a spot out in uh Manitou Springs mm-hmm. or Manitou, I guess is, yeah, anyway. Yes. In Colorado. Both are correct. Yep. Um, and it's, uh, you, you know, it didn't take too long to get there from, uh, from where we were living in, in the, in the Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. Um, 
and it's you know you park and then you hike for about 20 maybe 15 20 minutes or something like that okay and it's this cool like just natural pool with a little um waterfall area and and stuff like that like i mean kind of just describing it is i'm trying to think and it it doesn't seem like it had an outlet it might have an outlet but i can't picture it right now Uh but you you walk up to it and it's in like kind of a little basin but there's um this decent sized pond i wouldn't say it's a lake it's probably about I don't know, 25, 30 feet across. Okay. Um, but there's like a, um, there's a little beach area, like a little um, actual uh, shore kind of thing. So you can just get in and out of the water. Just, you know, you can put your, you know, just put your feet in or you could go deeper and then it kind of drops off a little bit. So at the deepest, I want to say it's probably. 15 maybe 20 feet okay um and everything um and then on either side uh, so like the beach is like this little crescent and then it just like kind of juts to these big uh hills on either side that then have you know interact with like the shore as just giant cliffs so you gotta if you go to the left you hike back behind um, the cliff, you know, up the up the hill so it's not as steep and everything. And you come out and there are, if I remember correctly, there's two kind of jumping points from there. Okay. One is about 20, 25 feet. Yeah. And the other is about 30, 35 feet. I am not only guesstimating off based off of what I remember people saying, but we're also guesstimating based off of what other people <laughs> have said. I don't know a single person that brought like a, a plum, <laughs> you know, plum time and actually like measured the distance. Oh, interesting. That's weird. Or a plum bob. That's what I'm looking for. I'm like, what is the thing? I'm, yeah. Or, you know, any kind of, you know, uh, sexton or, something of of this nature like like it's basically you know um yeah like there's there's one that's about this tall and one that's about this tall Uh um and everything and uh typically what you do is you start at the lower one the 20 ish 25 footer and you jump off you usually want to wear your shoes just because the beach is kind of rocky and and everything it's um Plus, it hurts, you know, like yeah. the, hitting, the, hitting the water with a flat surface of any kind. Because we weren't like some, most of us weren't cliff diving; we were cliff jumping, jumping. right? Just going, going in pencil. We just make you know, make yourself as small of a footprint as possible to to land in the water. Um, so I did the the twenty uh, fiver, and then I went to the thirty five. Oh, right, you just uh-huh. you just go around and go behind. And there, it, I had done maybe the 25, like maybe once or twice. And so when I did the 35, that extra split second 
I was in the air. I thought to myself, why haven't I hit the water yet? And I really? looked down, and right then I hit the water. Oh. So then my face just is hanging over my toes at that point. <laughs> and so the water just punches me in the face oh. and, like, smacks my lip up. And so I get, like, a little tear, like, between my gum and my lip. Oh, And ow. everything. Yeah. Because it basically, yeah, just, like, uppercutted me uh, and everything. So it wasn't too bad. It was just, Ooh. like, and, like, I remember, like, the water, like, shooting up behind, like, my eye, like, pulling my eyes open and, like, all this kind of stuff. So at that trip, I didn't want to do any more. I was like, okay, I'm good with this or whatever. Uh-huh. On a subsequent trip, there's the whole other side. So if you don't go to the... One side, you go to the, 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 the tall, the big side, and it is a total cliff that is uh, 65 feet. Oh, really? Or 80 to 85 Ooh. feet. Yeah. And that is like, that's crazy. And there are people doing like, you know, gainers off of it and people just like going crazy. So another trip i went off the 65 foot and um i went you know pencil still flat-footed whatever Mm -hmm. and that's when i did hit the bottom it didn't like i didn't run into the bottom but i went down far enough to where like rise it's it's soft enough connection but yeah it was kind of like yeah like maybe jumping off a couch or like two off of like the second step uh-huh. where I kind of like I felt it in my knees where I'm like oh, okay that's the bottom okay <laughs> that you know swam back up and so and that that was where I'm like all right so I don't really have like the skill level to like do the where you hit the water where you hit the water and you like you know bend your legs so you shoot out kind of oh, thing uh-huh. or any of that kind of stuff and I'm like I think I'm good because I don't really want to you know hurt myself going off the 85 kind of a thing but oh my gosh yeah 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 what's your i wouldn't have done that <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i would not have gone off no. the big one yeah um, what, what, where, where have you been cliff diving so the the first time i've ever been and maybe the last time <laughs> that might not be true it seems untrue um i went with my friend and his family when i was living in utah we went to Lake Powell for a whole week. We got, they had a boat, they had uh, wave runners, and we took Jeez. those into the lake, and we basically, uh, uh, you know, drove down the lake in our boat and wave runners until we found a beach spot in the interior of the lake that was open Uh and we camped on the beach all week long oh wow that's cool it was really cool and so you just woke up and you're like is there a wave runner free because i'm going out (laughs) (laughs) and we we uh it was a fun trip we we one night we went around and just like cutting and finding old uh, uh, tumbleweeds, 
we made a huge mm-hmm. mound of tumbleweeds and then lit it on fire. We had a giant bonfire. It was awesome. Ooh, that's that's kind of scary. <laughs> Like, well, we're right next to the water. There's plenty of... No, things. no, no. I know. But I mean, at the same time, like, just a huge bonfire, because those will go up crazy fast. And, you know, if the uh, wind catches them and just blows them all apart, then anyway. I yeah. would say this. If you're going to set uh, a bonfire with uh, tumbleweeds, good luck to you. <laughs> it, it took us probably an hour and a half to get those things to light. Oh, we just don't never light mind. very well. Okay. And and yeah, it we did go up, but it didn't. But they burned up pretty quick, uh, and huh. so it wasn't okay. like um, some inferno or whatever. No, but we had a very clear spot with a lot of room, so it's not like mm-hmm. you know if it was jumping anywhere, it was jumping to our tent. But that was also not very <laughs> close. But there wasn't any any other like we had to walk into the interior to like bring these back. There wasn't anything around us really. It's just, right. just sand. So it mm-hmm. like we were safe about it, but it was ginormous, and uh, it was a it was a cold night. And then it really wasn't. <laughs> 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 All right. After that thing was lit, we we're like, oh man. I gotta go Global swimming. So, You're welcome. It's so warm. Um, but one day they're like, "Let's go find us the cliff." And I'd never gone cliff diving before, so uh, we got in the boat and they're driving the boat around trying to find a good spot that no, that you know, they kind of went to some of these little tributaries where there's no outlet, so hopefully we won't get any or very little traffic of anybody coming back there you know mm-hmm. so but, so we found a spot and and they're like oh this looks good and safe or whatever and I I mean it was probably 30 or 40 feet mm. maybe and I that's ballsy that's ballsy for a first jump for sure it's still pretty <laughs> huge yeah 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 um, I, I went twice, I think. And then I was like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, um, I mean, I, I still, I don't remember what was going through my head, but I remember looking off the first time I was going to go and I was like, this can't, this can't hardly be okay. Right. <laughs> right. Like this is, we're not really doing this. Right. And I do remember it took us a while, like, one of his uncles went right up and checked it out. and was like, yeah, it looks safe. And he just jumped in. And then I remember, seems to me that I remember the next person to jump in took a long time to, like, be like, yeah, it's probably fine. And he just went. He was just, he just he perused it and was like, it's fine. Um but no, they took a lot of coercing for me to even do it. And, uh, yeah, it's, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I enjoyed it so much, but it was, uh, the thing I, the, the thing I enjoyed was that I did it. 
it wasn't I don't know if I enjoyed the falling and the hitting the water and the <laughs> all of that but it was right. just like it was like dude that was scary and you did that that you know you get the afterwards you do get that adrenaline rush like mm-hmm. why would you do that all right yeah um but yeah so that's my story so um was it the most the 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 most fun part of this trip maybe not but i was enjoyable and i don't know is it an experience that i had and i'm glad that i did yeah and i mean like you said it's it's definitely if you can do it in a safe manner you know and right. you you know have been told how to do it and you know have proper personnel to help you if you know problems arise or whatever then yeah it's 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 enjoyable <laughs> but like it is it's funny you talk about like the coercion and everything like uh-huh. trying to trying to psych yourself up to do it and and all that kind of different stuff um because at that that same place that i went um and you've heard the story i'm sure um uh, there was another uh, guy that uh, he went for his first time uh-huh. uh, with a group that was very confident in their abilities and doing the you know dives and the tricks and all this kind of different stuff. And he had never done it before. Um, and someone suggested to him, well, okay, if you're just starting out, the 25-foot jump, is just as terrifying as the 85 foot jump. Yeah. Well, under this kind of um, idea that uh, the first time you're going to go off the 25, yeah, the first time you're going to go off the 25, you're freaking out. And then you do it and you're like, okay. And then you go to the 35 and you're like, oh man, this is so much higher. I'm so scared. And you get scared again. And then you double that and go to the 65 and you're just like, oh my gosh. I know it's not exactly double, but whatever. And you, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like twice as much. I know it's not exactly twice as much, but it's twice as much. And you're psyching yourself out again and again to the 85, like building like this ladder of, you know, having to, you know, regain your confidence every time. Right. Whereas if you do the 85 right from the get go, then all the rest of them are nothing. So like you're, you're champion at that point. Um, so that was, that was their philosophy for this person. I I mean, I get it, but also like to, for the safety of it, do a small one first and make sure you understand the control of your body and how you're going to land and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Versus an 85, you could break an arm if you hit wrong. Like, well, yeah, so this person, they they did the jump at 85, and I'm sure that they told the person what to do, uh-huh. but the natural inclination when you're falling is totally different than what you're supposed to do. Right. And so they landed smack on their butt and back, not like fully back flopped, but landed like basically on their butt. And not even to like where their feet hit first and then their butt, like their full on butt. Like I've seen the footage of it because I wasn't there at this this time. Uh huh. 
the man's shoe comes off his foot and bounces over the 25-foot, like, platform, or whatever you want to call it. So the impact that he had on the water on his butt bounced his shoe 25 foot, feet in the air. Holy. It was insane. And he was done, obviously, at that point, and had to sit on a donut for, like, a month. Because he, like, broke his tailbone. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And, but, yeah, like, in that, <laughs> you're 100% right in the fact of, like, yeah, you need to know what the mechanics are and how your body, how to position your yeah. body. And, and that's, again, for me, I had the, you know, 25, well, that wasn't too bad. 35, smack my face in the water, not great. 65, right. hit the bottom of the lake a little bit. So, like, even me, like, if I had been there, I would have hopefully just been like, heck no, this is not a good idea because. Right. My building up, I could have hurt myself even in the build up. Like this right. is a guaranteed way to hurt yourself, and right. pretty much that's exactly what happened. Luckily, he is fine and all that kind of different stuff. But yeah, it was not a great philosophy for the, for something <laughs> of that nature. You know, no. it's like it's like saying it's like oh well, you might as well eat a ghost pepper if you're gonna you know try a habanero. You, for, you know, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, and I know that's not the hottest because 85 is not the biggest. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so um, that is something that, you know, it, it could be some good, clean fun. But For sure. We're not endorsing it in the fact of, like, you really got to do your homework because you can't be jumping off a bridge and no. there's a log, yeah. a log or a, a – a car down there that you don't know about or you're jumping off a cliff and you do it too quickly after somebody else does it and land on them or something like that. So yeah, plenty of precautions to do out there, but you know, if you're, if you're doing it in the right spirit, the right safety, good on you. It can, it can be crazy. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tech, what's new with you? What's new with me? All right. So I uh, got this. We have this family friend, and they have a son who is a teenager. And he asked me the other day, he says, what's, what's fun to do that's inexpensive? And I was like, uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> so I said, I, so... Anyways, but I was like, here's here's what you do. You go, you go to Walmart, go to the Dollar Tree, <laughs> get yourself mm-hmm. some kites. Yes. Okay. Go to go to the hardware store, buy yourself some razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> Tie those razor blades in the string of your kite. Fly those kites and try to cut your friend down, because that's war kites, baby. And yeah. uh, he was like, what? That sounds crazy. And I was like, yes, it is crazy. He didn't ask me where I had learned such a thing, or I would have <laughs> told him about the uh, American Boys Handy book. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was like, dude, hours of fun right there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cutting, cutting kites down. 
So I thought make, uh, make kite flying into a competition. Yeah. Well, the, mm-hmm. yeah. Not everybody needs to just sit out there and just say, "Oh, there it is, just hanging in the sky." <laughs> right. <laughs> Try to ram your friend and cut him out of the sky. So, for those who don't know, B and Brandon have done this on multiple occasions, and it's a good clean find right there. As long as you're careful with the razor blades and don't cut yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, they used to do it back in the day where they just put shards of glass, like fixed in like little wax balls on the right <laughs> on the kite, which would be crazy hard to. Yeah, but. it seems more dangerous. <laughs> right, but yeah, war kites. It was. And if I can add to the suggestion a little bit, you uh-huh. want like you want different as like as you said, you you can go to the the you know Walmart or whatever and get like a five dollar kite or something, but you want to get like a, a specific character and have your friends get other characters right. and stuff because that's that's what you really want is you want this battle between Batman and SpongeBob or right. like you know like <laughs> stuff like that where you're just trying Hello, to kitty. act out cut uh, you out of the sky. some kind of dog fight uh, with uh, Hello Kitty being the uh, the new <laughs> Red Baron I guess um, but uh, but yeah that that's what makes it extra fun is to definitely have your your own uh, character kite and everything, and and that's the thing is it's not over once somebody's kite falls because if no. you do it in a big space, yeah, you just go you get know. your kite, tie, mm-hmm. tie the string back together, good good mm-hmm. square squares will not, and off you go again. Yeah, Round two, exactly. Yep. So um and you know these aren't like you know crazy long strings either. I mean, most you'll have to go is you know, like a hundred yards to, to go pick up your kite oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, no, we did this in parking lots. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and so that was the other thing is it's not only cheap and easy and fun. It's also compact. So you can just have it in the trunk of your car and just be ready oh, to go yeah. when there's a windy day. Right. And that was the other thing is we're like, oh man, it's like perfect kite weather, and so we just bust it out of the trunk, right? And so, you know, that's that's another thing. If you don't have a kite and a frisbee in your car at all times, then what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what what are you, you are you are like you are not prepared? I mean, you might have the jumper cables and you might have the the space blankets and the kitty litter and all that kind of good stuff. But right next to that should be a frisbee, glow in the dark frisbee, preferably, and right. kites. You're not wrong. I need to I need to reevaluate <laughs> my priorities. Right. I got to get a frisbee in there. Yeah, because that I mean that's like a quick good you know. Like, oh, this is a perfect spot for this. And if you're just, like, waiting for something to happen in, like, you know, a place, Frisbee, do it up. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. Classic. Uh, Classic. Yeah. How about you, sir? What's your new for this week? 
so <clears throat> over the past couple of weeks, so uh, for the holidays, I uh, was gifted a 3D printing machine. Ooh, excellent. Yes. Um, and uh, since then have undertaken the learning curve to to bring three-dimensional objects to life and uh, a lot of a lot of blobby messes that <laughs> go along <laughs> go along with it right um, and everything and so um, yeah it's it's been a lot of fun and there's at this point in 3d printing there's a million billion things that you can like just download off the internet you know some you pay for right. some are free and you can you can make and you know if you have the skills modify and or build your own type things um and so the the thing about 3d printing is like i want to go back to the days of like the first printers like actual printers yeah uh to you know just document printers and stuff and see what kind of frustrations those had because <clears throat> this point in 3d printing it's very much like unless you're super skilled and you're doing this like you know all the time you're gonna waste a lot of <clears throat> 3d printing material yeah. due to failed builds and stuff like that and like I mean, and that's kind of a funny thing about it is like if you are going through and you're and you're printing a document and you get through like ten pages and then you run out of ink or you run out of paper or something, then you can just put it back together with right. you know pages you know eleven through sixteen or whatever it is just by starting there. Whereas if you fail in a 3D print halfway through, like, <clears throat> I mean, it's very hard to kind of just restart it and go again. Right. And the other big thing about them is there's no checks and balance. There's no checks or, like, checkpoints and stuff like that in a lot of the things. So if your print comes off of the the build plates and it's just being dragged around as you know, then you're, or, or you run out of, uh, this, that, or the other, um, or it gets bumped and it's just off. The printer doesn't know right. that it's completely failing. So it just chugs along and neat, neat, neat. And that's it. Like literally runs into something enough with enough resistance where it's like I can't move you know and depending right. on the printer it might it might just like think it's moving and you know be tearing tearing gears or belts apart or you know whatever but <clears throat> so that's one of my biggest things about it is I really like when a print comes out super clean nice and you know well done but that's probably like my fourth or fifth <laughs> attempt at oh, doing yeah, it dude. And yeah, a lot the of, other ones, a lot yeah. of test prints, mm -hmm. you got and to. everything. But the thing that I've been wanting to do with it, 
specifically um, one of the kind of ideal uses for this. Because that's the other thing is like the, the things that you make are functional, but they're not like the sturdiest thing in the world either. Sure. You know, depending on what you make them out of and how you um, design it and whatever, you know, if you get a molded piece of plastic, it's going to be 10 times stronger than a 3D printed piece of plastic. Right. So if it's like, oh, I need this one part to bridge the gap between these two things, or I need a new, you know, thing for my headphones that broke, or I want... uh, you know, attachment to this, you know, to hold this thing, then yeah, it's perfect. Um, so the perfect application for me at this point is, um, so my partner's engagement ring is, you know, a unique design that I designed, right? Uh Uh-huh. And we have, uh, so I I bought for her one of those um, hand plaster casting uh, kits uh-huh. and everything so we could do like you know her hand or my hand or us holding hands or whatever and do like a little plaster cast of you know of that right and to make it you know special and unique to us and whatever like I kind of want her ring in that cast but don't want to really plunge even though you can get them cleaned and whatever whatever i don't really want to take that and plunge it uh-huh. into the, the the molding stuff and all this kind of different whatever right 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 right, right. so my goal is to 3d cad design that uh-huh then print it and then she can use that in the mold in the cast. on her okay. on her finger uh-huh. so it you know so it has the exact same outcome um, but it is a very cheap unless it takes me 18 mess ups <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know but it's a it's a much cheaper um, alternative to get the exact same 3D image of it and right. that's I think a lot of what like you know um, I'm excited for for 3D printing is <clears throat> it's like okay well I don't want to really spend the money to or the time to build this legitimate object out of like wood or metal or you know get a mold to you know inject you know plastic inject this and all this kind of stuff right. I just want the thing <laughs> I just want right. the thing <laughs> and it doesn't matter to me that it's not the strongest or the exact right color or whatever and boom bam there you go and so uh, yeah so um catting is a whole different thing (laughs) it's it's very interesting to be working in a three-dimensional space where you're just like okay that looks good and then you rotate and you're like and those two things are about an inch apart and they should be touching like couldn't see it from that angle awesome (laughs) now you know um, and everything like that. So I will say this, uh, the, the ring I am kind of building from scratch in the, in the model, but the diamond, I definitely just borrowed somebody's 
that they had for free. And I'm like, really? I'm not well, the thing is, like, because I want like a round cut diamond, and to make that with the facets and the and everything, I mean, it was just already done by like a hundred different people. So I could just right. grab the file and just dump it into the program, and it just goes, "Oh, you want this here? Perfect. There you go." Whereas, like, you know, making it myself would just be like, okay, let's see here. I got to make, you know, because uh-huh. it's just like, there's like 30 different facets on it. Right. You know, because like, this is like a legit one with like the little, like with the crown and then the the band and like all that kind of different stuff. Like how you would actually, how the diamonds Dude. actually cut and stuff. So I'm like, it ah, sounds- I'm not gonna- <laughs> Sounds like a job, man. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a full-on hobby, for sure. It, <laughs> yeah. This is definitely something that, like, um, yeah, you're like, I mean, it's like, you know, akin to, like, woodworking or right. something like that. Or, you know, a little bit of sculpturing kind of a thing where it's just like, yep, like, I got to watch this. I got to baby it. You know, I can set it and forget it, but I'm... I ordered and it hasn't arrived yet. Uh, a wireless controller and a camera for oh, nice. it, so I can just keep an eye on it and be like, "Oh, it's messing up! Stop, please!" <laughs> Instead of like getting back like twelve hours later and being like, "Oh, it ruined itself at the third hour, so it just printed you know bunch of the, uh, nine nine hours of garbage." Right. So yeah, exactly. So. But it's fun, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely um, for the price worth it now. You know? Yeah, a couple hundred bucks, and you know you can you can get one that's ready to go right out of the box. When I first was introduced to three D printing, they were three thousand dollars. You had to build it all to, all yourself, and it was very meticulous. The right. The build plates weren't heated, so you had to like keep it in like a box that was like temperature controlled. And filament was more expensive because it's not as popular, and so it's not as bulk processed. And the programs like they didn't have good slicers to basically take a three D model and divide it into like level one, level two, level three, level you know through uh-huh. like a hundred, and so like and everything like that, and so. It was very much like, okay, that is not for me. <laughs> that is a very expensive hobby. And I, it's it's now more like, yeah, like buying some power tools and being a woodworker as opposed to like before it was like, let's buy a lathe. <laughs> you know, like right. let's, buy, let's buy this $50,000 piece of equipment. Start it's with like, the lathe. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas... Now they have 3D pens. Have you seen those? I ha- Yeah. They're crazy. We'll, we'll call those the Whittlers. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. right. <laughs> where where if, you, if people haven't seen them, it's, it's a, a fat pen that has a heated extruding element that you right. can just like run um, 3D printing material through. And so... Your hand is what moves moves it, as opposed to like a gantry system 
that um, in a program. So you can just literally draw and a lot of people will just kind of draw something 2D and then, you know, prop it up and then add kind of supports to it. And then they'll just like, and you can, you know, like just draw something like a, like I've seen people draw like the Eiffel Tower or like a dragonfly or something wow. where you're literally just like extruding it. And as it cools, kind of just using that and, you know, that cooling to, to give your rigidity rigidity and then you can make an entire 3d thing just in mid air not in midair but like with you know basically just a couple of points touching the ground or the surface right. so it's crazy it's crazy mm-hmm. cool uh, man that sounds fun though yeah I'm excited to see some of your finished projects yeah, it's it should be good. I'm excited to get good enough to where I'm like, I need a thing that does this. Me, me, me. Okay, and here we go. And cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that is what we do on our podcast. Yeah, you've made it. So you're, you know, whether it took you a day, day and a half, or eight years, you, know, you made it through. Ooh. You made it through. Congratulations. Uh, But uh, we'll be here again uh, next week with similar formatting. And um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but keep up with us because we would love to get your questions and uh, game suggestions. And um, also on our Patreon, uh, we're doing our new beginning of the end so you know join us join us there for that yeah excellent all right be good to each other (laughs) bye bye